I must say that when uh, I was standing in for Clarence last week, um, I was deeply disappointed uh, that you were not here, Barbara Friedman, here for Barb's Wire, and came in this morning, here you are, looking glorious. Uh, <laughs> how the devil are you? No, I'm, I'm good. Um, your dear producer, Amy Ray, did say I should mention that I did a home COVID test, just because people don't want to be spending the 900 buckaroos not that you need to be tested, but just say you were curious and then you thought, let me have a COVID test. There are a couple of pharmacies in town where you can buy one for a hundred bucks. And it's like a home pregnancy test, but with the saliva, with the, with the saliva from your nose. Right. That you roll around in your nose. And nine swab, months later, you and don't And nine get... months later, you discover you've got COVID. No, you roll around in your nose. You put it into a little pipette that they give you. It's all very, very well done. And then you drop it into a little plastic what do you call that like a pipette no, no the, the the little flat thing that you like when you were doing a pregnancy test oh, what is that called okay. anyway you drop it into the hole and then if you get one line it means no covid if you get two lines it, it means, means you're you have and you're having a baby and you've got, and you've got, <laughs> and you've got covid to boot yeah so was, so i did that because um, yeah. i knew i had it i mean my symptoms at my third time and i was like Likes quite you, like doesn't it I was quite proud of myself that mm. I did this test and I managed to swirl the swab around my nostrils. And Here's a question, not to go too deep into mm. your nostrils at 9.30 of a Tuesday morning, but <laughs> I feel that we must. Remember when, we were, remember when it first, we were first dealing with mm. the vid and, and they would go the right up. That was what I found interesting. And twiddle around into your brain. That was what I found interesting. When deep I had that pleasant. first COVID test at the dock, it went right up into my brain, poked <laughs> the back of my... Um, a magdala. Tickled your, tickled, tickled your amygdala. Amygdala. So, so here you, li you literally take the swab and you roll it around your nostril. And it says on the instruction, you don't have to go too far up, too deep into that nostril. And then you put it into this little liquid thing with like a little plastic pipette. And then you wait. And then you drop the pipette as a thing onto the little spot on mm. the plastic strip. And then all is revealed. Two observations that I'm going to make. One is the cost you paid a hundred rand remember back in the day we were paying 750 it's rand about a, a nine, pop. between seven and nine hundred and, still. A, and, nine. and also the issue of how far up the old nozzle you went 100 percent. and yeah it was gag worthy the way it would go right into it wasn't your, and great, the one, was even it? the ones that were done in your throat which i never had apparently people were like you know wasn't good. No. Anyway, you're back in, to Barb's wire. Back to Barb's wire. You're in good health. You're in fine fettle. You're I with am. us this morning. What have you got for us? Well, please? Um, the frozen embryos are not in such fine fettle. It seems in Alabama, and this is in the United States. The top court in Alabama ruled in the last few days ruled that frozen embryos are regarded as children, and of course, there's a huge outcry line. There are the very sort of you know, devout Christian fundamentalists to say, fantastic, we need to preserve life at every level. And then obviously a lot of people saying, uh, we had IVF, we had a number of embryos frozen, we've now got our children that we desire. What's going to happen to my frozen embryos who are sitting in cryogenic limbo for the rest of time? Also, not cheap to keep them in there. Not cheap to keep them in there and also your body, your choice, your babies, your embryos. And what is like, does that mean that you can allow them to be used by someone else? I don't know what the implications are. You know what I mean? Because they exist there. They are embryos in a state which says that these are regarded as the equivalent 
of a child. People have written quite cheeky social responses saying, the day that you can take your actual baby, freeze it, and then defrost it, you know, and it continues, and the baby continues to be alive, then you can tell me that that is the equivalent of a frozen embryo being a child. I mean, I get that there are, you know, some people will, will disagree with that, but the point is it's not the same thing. And I do think you have a right over what happens to your frozen embryos. So what's the court saying then? The court's saying that you can't destroy those embryos. I mean, obviously this is probably a new ruling. So and they it's still sit for time immemorial. And isn't that the, the point? Um, and they kind of now looking at how many frozen embryos are in Alabama. It's estimated there are over a million frozen eggs and embryos across the United States in general. And um, I mean, this is these are biotech companies that are keeping these, as we say, like in some kind of cryogenic state. And and as you said, at a cost. It is a cost. A friend of mine, I'm sure she won't mind me saying this. I'm not going to identify her by name, but she had her daughter by IVF. They had a number of embryos, and she said she got a message the other day saying, "Oh, remember these embryos?" And she's trying to decide what to do with them. She can choose to donate them. She can choose to 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 somebody. She can choose to destroy. destroy She can choose for them to be used for I don't know scientific research or True. whatever um but but her point was being it's expensive it's expensive to keep to keep them there um so I, i'd like to know more also it, it feels as if this court ruling that there's an element of, the, of this that is sort of retrospective they exist already um i'm not i'm assuming that when the embryos were formed yeah well this ruling didn't exist and the people who yes that the owners if that's the correct term, which it probably mm. isn't, yeah. of these embryos, weren't thinking, oh, and now we're going to have to keep them forever and ever and pay for the, you know, we thought we only had one kid to, to pay for for the rest of their and life, but we've got another pay, one that's not a child. You know, who, uh, is the state of Alabama going to take over the payments? They essentially mean, this ruling essentially means that frozen embryos are protected under Alabama law to the same extent as any living child. Absolute insanity. I think that's just a very interesting one to watch and to see the fallout of that because, um, sure, that's Alabama, but, you know, let's see what, what happens I mean, and what yeah, follows. As you, as you say, that, that's Alabama. That's Alabama. Oh, that's Alabama. Okay, sweet home Alabama. Um, <laughs> all right, uh, next up, this is, this is funny. I was, so I've got two kids, as you know, and I was VVV intentional about their names, which I won't be giving out on air but i was very in- it's very intentional I, was like, I want to give them names that you know mean something and are strong names and i needn't have bothered because actually what i could have done uh, was get in touch with steph uh, caulfield 40 <laughs> of minnesota because she's a she's a monica expert and when i say monica i don't mean monica as in monica from friends i mean monica with a k-e-r what's her what's her gig what's her what, gig? what nonsense can, business has she come up with you can pay up to five hundred dollars what's sure. that like nearly ten thousand Gotta be, and you can get her to help you find the ideal name for your baby. Mm. But this is not just an ideal name, like you were saying, an intentional name that means something to you. To this is partly also influenced by the social media world and how it's going to show up on TikTok in the future. It's important because it's important (laughs) to have names that uh, are perfect for your child, you know, for their future as well, so that they can. Do well on social media. <laughs> I want to be sick. This is ridiculous. It is absolutely insane. And then just like looking at her um, trends, she noted that some trends parents to be should look out for are girls with masculine names and the first names are surnames. That's a big trend. Obviously, this is to do with gender, you know, more gender neutral names, which is obviously sure. part of the world that we're living in now. 
She said communications and technology is so huge right now that it helps individualize a child and gives them their own unique identity. To quote her, people want their kids to have that unique identity. They want their kids to have a cool, cool name handle for Instagram no, they don't. or TikTok they don't in the care. future. John and Mary, I'm so over those, she said. Right. And then she goes on to come up with Ferris, Keaton and Townsend for boys. And for girls, she suggests Bedina, Doretta and Velma. Velma from... Uh, I don't know. <laughs> she, I see on other, other... Yeah, Gossamer. Rhodes. I'm just Starling. wondering. I tell you what, it, it's my issue here is Alison. what makes you qualified to do this? Well, what degree did you do? And what is and your qualification? What, if you are a parent who is unable to come up with a name for your child, don't don't have a child. We're going to be talking about later, in, later in the show about people who choose not to have children. I can't imagine. Is she doing well in business? Apparently. Is she? Thriving. And so thriving one, thriving. one of her big trends that she names, which I've just mentioned, mm. is using surnames as first names. I don't think that's a new thing. I think that's something that was used in merry old England for years. <laughs> I <laughs> like it. Yeah. Winston. Winston. No. That's, yeah, good you know, one. Or just, you know, those kinds of names. Anyway, well, good luck to her, to Steph. Mm. Um so if you're wanting to get hold of Steph, she also says, just in case you want one more tip, yeah. she says, names ending with IE are really going to be popular in 2024. She says, I think we're going to see a lot more Sunnies and a lot more Lennies because people are loving that IE both for boys and girls. Oh, well, good. Thank, thanks very much indeed for that uh, breaking news, Steph. We appreciate you and your $500 fee. Your last story... People might be upset about this. They might just. Go on. Are you fans of David Attenborough? Big. Huge Sir fan. David. Yes, I Sir am David. indeed. And uh, in his natural habitat. <laughs> wherever. I'll take him wherever. And so what has now come to light, the show boss has revealed that the audio of the documentaries is added in post-production so that those little animals and big animals and medium-sized animals that you see frolicking around in the documentaries mm. with their various amazing sounds because mm. the sounds of the animals to me are as important as the visuals of the animals sure. and sometimes you can hardly see the animal but you can hear them mm. i'm thinking it's now discovered that those are not actually recorded in the wild they are added in editing in post-production and i mean i get it i mean i've been out on shoots doing slightly less challenging kinds of documentaries and your editor goes get some gnat sound <laughs> And then, you know, your sound, uh, your sound guy, if you're lucky enough to have had a budget to have Never. one, um, you know, is walking around with a long rifle mic, picking up, you know, people scrunching around exactly. and throwing their rubbish away or whatever they're doing. Yes. But here, fans are absolutely in a furor over Furious. this. And they're going, you know, we believed, you know, that this was all absolutely genuine. And, you know, they may be small, says one post, but the kangaroo rat stomps are mighty. Someone's saying, so now we're being told that the kangaroo, um, the kangaroo rat, which yeah. is a very small little creature, hard to actually get that in Pretty situ. Tough. Pretty tough. Would you say? I think, I think um, in terms of, you know, a, a big scam, I mean, they're not, it's not like the Tinder swindler, is it? <laughs> it's just, we've, we've made this and we want to we've make your viewing assumption. experience yeah. as good as possible. And therefore, we've added this sound. And, and might I add? I wouldn't be writing to the BBC to complain <laughs> about it. <laughs> Some to be people honest. might be. And I mean, just to say that they say, of course, they're using great new technology. They're trying so hard. But the bee's wings 
The sound of the bee's wing. I wish you could see the actions that are going <laughs> along with this. But I hear Hard you. Hard to pick up. Very difficult. I'm sure some of them are recorded in, you know, the gnat sound, as you said, in situ. But this is a whole new world that people have now woken up to. Admitted by David Attenborough's show boss. If you are somebody who has been upset by this, can I just say, just enjoy the, enjoy the, enjoy learning, enjoy the learning. Don't take it too too heavily. I think would be my advice there. You you're not being duped. People as feel it were. scammed. Let me just do they? They do. It's not a man in a rhino suit. The rhino you're looking at is still real. <laughs> do you know what I mean? It's not the scam of the century. I do hope it is a real rhino though, not like someone actually making noises like a rhino. <laughs> Listen, I don't. I for legal reasons I cannot comment. <laughs> it's nine forty-six. Thank you, Barbara.